to chapter 3, verse 50. excited to be back too. Another week has gone by. Life has been good. I have been busy and I like being busy. I am so excited because last Friday night, so today's Monday and last Friday I did something for the first time that I've never done before. I had a ghost moment. I don't know if any of you, any of you remember the movie Ghost with uh, Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. Well, you know how she plays with the clay and everything? Yeah, I got to do that Friday night. So a friend of mine and I, we have been wanting to do this for such a long time. And I, we decided that we needed to just go do it. So we did. We went to this place called Muddy Potter such a cute name and her name is Lisa the lady who owns the shop she was so sweet very kind um very helpful she kind of showed us the basics and then I ended up making a bowl and my friend she made a bowl as well um and it's funny because she my friend is so much more artistic than I am and she like carved these beautiful like this beautiful design on the inside It's leaves and a vine and stuff. Me, I was like, take it away before I screw it up somehow. Because that's what I will do. I overthink things. So I have a tendency to want to do more and think I need to do more. So I just put the word joy on the outside of the bowl in a couple different places. And I left it. Yeah, I couldn't. I I, know. I'm not that artistic. I'm 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 not. I'm just not. But my friend, she's beautifully artistic. Beautifully artistic. And yeah, I might be slightly a little jealous of that. But that's okay because, you know, I'm artistic in my own way. I suppose. <laughs> no, I am. I'm so excited because speaking of art, I have decided on what type of Christmas tree I want. Now this is my first Christmas in my own house, living alone, and I, okay, so let's back up just a little bit. Last week, I, you know, I'm all about Thanksgiving, and I'm still all about Thanksgiving. I still have all of my uh, fall decor up. It's not a lot, but I have my turkeys up, I have my fall leaves up, my pretty little lights. And yes, I did throw a little Christmas in there too. I have, I think I told you guys, I bought a couple of pillows that say joy and one little small pillow that says Merry Christmas. And I threw that little pillow onto a corner chair that I have. And then my joy pillows, I have them on the couch and they're little pillows. They're not big at all. Just little accent pillows. So I do have that out and then I bought a rug that says joy. I love the, I love joy. Joy is my word. And because it says joy, I had to purchase it. I didn't care if it's not Christmas time yet or not, 
because I wanted pillows that say joy. I love the word joy. I mean, I think I should own that word. I probably should, but I don't. Regardless, I have pillows with it on, and now I have a floor mat that says joy on it. Yes, it's Christmas, but I think it's okay because it's red and white, <laughs> like Christmas. But red is also a Thanksgiving fall color, right? That's what I'm telling myself, and that's what I'm sticking with. So, yes, while I still have my fall stuff up, I did sprinkle a little bit of Christmas in there. And because I did sprinkle a little Christmas in there, and um, I... Oh, the other night we were doing a photo shoot with uh, Marvelous's merchandise. She's getting ready to sell for her Marvelosity XO channel. Um, we were thinking about the holiday stuff and all this other stuff. So I brought out a small, tiny little box that I have from with Christmas decorations in it. And oh my gosh, my heart exploded. I was so excited to see all my Christmas stuff because it's really the colors that I want this year for my Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. I wanted a pink tree. That's what I want this year. And Bambi being the true and loyal friend that she is basically said, Marie, you need to think about this because you know, if you buy a pink tree, you can't change it. Um, and what if you don't want a pink tree next year? So that got me to thinking, I appreciate you, Bambi. I came up with a solution. I know exactly what type of Christmas tree I want. I still want a pink tree. However, it's going to be different. I've decided to go the non-traditional Christmas tree route this year. Yeah, so here I am living by myself for the very first time. I get to make Christmas what I I want it to be in my place. You know, sometimes living alone can be a little bit lonely. You know, I'm learning how to navigate through all of that. You know, yes, Christopher and Marvelous come over on the weekends and we have a beautiful time together. And, you know, I go and spend time with some friends, but I mean, the everyday mundane life, I'm here alone. And sometimes it gets a little lonely. You know, I talk to the people that are on my TV screen. I talk to my plants. I talk to Jesus and I talk to myself. <laughs> I mean, it can get a little lonely when you, you know, you're here by yourself, but I'm also excited because there's nobody here to tell me that I cannot do Christmas the way that I want to do Christmas. Yes. So I'm building a Christmas tree this year, and it's going to include wood and yarn. I know, right? Yeah. I'm, when I finish building it, and I get the yarn on it and everything, I am going to put a picture up on Instagram so you guys can see what it looks like. I am so excited about this tree. Because I've never, like in my head, I can actually like see it being put together. I don't normally have creative moments quite like this one. So I'm super stoked that this idea came to me. I'm going to have a seven 
seven and a half foot Christmas tree and it's going to cost me about $50 to make the whole thing. I know. And that includes the yarn, the spray paint, because I'm going to spray paint it. I'm going to put hinges on it so that I can easily store it away. Um, it's going to include the wood and the screws that I need for putting it together and some nails. $50. I mean, you can't even go and buy a Christmas tree these days for 50 bucks, especially one that stands seven and a half foot tall. Are you kidding me? No, it's not doable. See, and here's how I've solved the problem of always having a pink Christmas tree. So I have the yarn, it's pink. I can change the yarn every year. The yarn cost me 12 bucks. That's it, just $12. And that's included in that $50 price I've quoted y'all that's gonna cost to make my tree. Mm-hmm. So I came up with a solution. I'm gonna spray paint my tree. I think I'm gonna do it a gray color because I have all gray furniture and I'm kind of into that gray phase right now. And when I don't want a pink and gray tree anymore, guess what I can do? I can spray paint it a different color and that's gonna cost me like 10 bucks. I can get new yarn a different color. That's gonna cost me like 10, 12 bucks. Boom. I'll have a new tree. I could have a new tree every year. I am so excited about this. Mm. I'm so excited, but I'm not going to be able to build it anytime soon because we have school this week. And then this time next week, this time next Monday, I will be in Kansas. I am going to be visiting my friend Bambi and her family. I am so so, so, so excited about that. Bambi, Aubrey, if you're listening, I'm so excited to see you guys in a week. Ah, so cool. Uh, but before all that can happen, my daughter is coming because she has to do, I think her wedding dress is being shipped this week. So I'm only going to see her for one day because the second day that she's here, I'm actually flying out. She was supposed to be here earlier, but that didn't work out with the dress flying in and, or being shipped in and what have you. And I'd already made my plans for Kansas. So I get to see her for a day. I'll get to spend some time with her on Sunday. And that'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Maybe her and I can sit and have a chat next week on my next next week's episode I'll see I'll see how that goes but anyway I hope life is good for you guys I hope that you really liked the lesson from the Lord of the Rings last week because I have another one for you yes I think I alluded to it last week I have a second Lord of the Rings inspiration so in watching the Lord of the Rings, I mean, both of these lessons came from the return of the King, which is the third movie in the Lord of the Rings, 
um, saga, trilogy, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, the first one was just amazing because the friendship between Frodo and Sam just blows my mind. It's, it's a beautiful friendship. And I hope that you've been able to, you know, have someone in your life that will allow you that will that you will allow to carry you through whatever it is you're going through or that you can carry through whatever they're going through. Um, but this week I want to talk about something a little different. Now, the hobbit people, the hobbits, they're small a small people. And what I mean by small, I mean they're short in stature. They're not big. And so I think a lot of times people overlook them because they happen to be small. And I found it interesting in this part in the movie. It, it never fails. It always, always 100% makes me cry. But there's a part in The Return of the King when Aragorn, who is, you know, the rightful king at Minas Tirith, and he has been just been crowned king, and he is walking among his people, and the people are bowing to him, and he comes to the hobbits. Uh, that's Merry, Pippin, uh, Frodo, and Sam. And they all four are standing there, and they bow to the king, Aragorn. And Aragorn says, oh, I think I'm going to cry just thinking about this. He says, you bow to no man. And then he bows to them. And then you see everyone else up there bowing to them. Yeah, I'm I'm getting teared up just thinking about this because to me the implication is you you have these small little humans who are probably overlooked so much in life. And and yet without them this story would never be successful. I mean, Frodo is the only one who can overcome. And actually, I don't even think he did it all by himself. I mean, he was succumbing to the tortures and the evils that the ring was putting on him. And I mean, Smeagol probably was the one who <laughs> actually saved him <laughs> by biting off his finger that the ring was on. <laughs> But, I mean, he made it all the way into the mountain, into the fiery pit where he could destroy this ring. And no other man had ever been able to do this before. I mean, the men of earth, they want the ring to be able to possess it so that they can do good, quote unquote. And we know that that's not what happens because we know human beings, we're you know, tempted by greed and, and whatever else is out there. And we say that we would do the right thing, but when push comes to shove, a lot of times we don't do it. 
But sometimes it's the most unsuspecting people who are going to step up and make the biggest difference. And I think that's what gets me so much in this story is that here you have these tiny humans who nobody really sees until they step up and do what nobody else could do. It's a little thought-provoking for me. And to be honored in such a way to know that you could make such a difference. I mean, I know there have been many times in my life where I have felt as though I'm not seen. And for a lot of years, I probably was not seen. And I think for a lot of reasons, it was because I made that choice to not be seen. I was hiding because I was miserable and unhappy. But even just in everyday life, now that I am a happy person and I'm in such a better place emotionally and mentally, physically, I'm in such a better place. But sometimes I can still feel pretty small as if I'm not making a difference at all. Now, I am so grateful because I have people in my life who constantly are uplifting me. And I wonder sometimes if that's a chore for them. I really hope it isn't. But they are so affirming to me. And I am very grateful to that. And they remind me that I do make a difference. I may feel real small, but words are powerful. And I think that's one of the reasons why I really enjoy doing this podcast. I really hope that, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not anybody. I'm just me. I'm not, I don't come from a family with a lot of money. I don't have a lot of experience doing this sort of thing. I've never been on TV. I don't have influence over anyone in any big significant way, except for my students. And I feel like that's kind of a big deal. You know, as a teacher, you have influence over your students, you have influence over the people that you, you know, teach with and what have you. But I mean, my voice isn't out there for the whole entire world until now with this podcast. And I am humbled every time I see a new hot spot popping up somewhere in the world. It astounds me. And I am so grateful that you are listening and I'm just hoping beyond any measure of hope that this is helpful because I always want my words to be helpful and not hurtful but it's the smallest of people sometimes that can make the biggest impact in life and I think that's just what I want you guys to take away from for today you may be feeling Like, what can I do? So I'll give you a for example. I was working with my seventh graders um, over the last couple of months on um, a unit, a conflict unit. And so I had them doing a research project on different things, such as, you know, the Civil Rights Act of 1957 or the Brown versus Board of Education uh, ruling that happened 
um, the Fair Housing Act, um, Americans with Disabilities Act, just all these different things. And my students had to create, you know, do their research and create a Google slide presentation on what they found out. And I gave them some, you know, questions that would sort of guide their research a little bit. And I was really impressed with the level of, um, work that they had put into their presentations. But when everything was over and finished, so today they actually were able to present their slides to the class. And after we were all finished with our presentations, I then asked my seventh graders what they learned. And I didn't mean in the fact of what did you learn about what you researched, but as a whole, how does this change the way you look at inequalities in our world and things like that? And, you know, I was impressed with what some of my students had to say. And then I asked them, you know, even though you're students, you're what, 12 years old, what difference do you think you can make to help our world with these inequalities? And do you think that you are even capable of making a change? Or do you think that, uh, I'm a kid, nobody listens to me, I can't do anything? And it was interesting because, you know, some of them were like, yeah, maybe I can't because I am just a kid. To which I responded, it only takes one person to change someone else's mind. And that's how I feel about this whole situation. These kids, they're just kids but they're capable of making change. Anybody is capable of making change. Anybody is capable of making a difference. And that's kind of what I wanted to give you today. You may feel as though you're insignificant. You don't matter, but you do. No one is insignificant. You play a vital role for someone in your life. And I need you to remember that. Remember that you play such an important role in someone's life. You are the one that can make a difference in someone else's life. But you have to be willing to step out there and do it. Are you willing to be that for someone else? Are you willing to help someone else out even when you might be struggling in something? Because I'm going to tell you what, when you struggle with something, but you put that aside to help someone else, there is a lot of joy in that. It can bring you a level of contentment and joy unlike you've ever experienced before. Because you're taking the focus off of you and putting it onto someone else. Now, I'm not saying ignore whatever it is that you're going through. No. No, we can't ignore it. Can't bury it. Can't brush it under the rug. Because we know what happens when we brush things under the rug. We end up tripping over it. But what I'm saying is that you are capable of making a difference for someone. You can do the hard things. 
Oh my gosh, that reminds me of this mug that Autumn got me. And it is so cool. It's one of my favorite mugs. And it says, beautiful girl, you can do the hard things. Because we can. We can do the hard things. We can make a difference. doesn't matter how big or how small, how influential or how uninfluential we are. It doesn't matter who we know or who we don't know. It just matters if you're willing. So are you willing? Are you willing? I know I am. Thanks for joining me today. It's a little shorter. I'm trying to do that because I know that an hour is a long time to devote. But, you know, I figure 25-30 minutes is not as long to devote to this. I hope you guys are having a fabulous day. I really, really do. Um, I know that today I am having a fabulous day. It's been a great day. And don't forget, you do make a difference. Don't ever forget that. Thank you for joining me today. And until next time. Thank you.